Hi and welcome uh, yet to another Business Insight. My name is Nobelin Chirabo. Thank you so much for uh, following this podcast and following the different series that we talk about. So today I want to share about yet another Business Insight and talking about teams. And uh, teams are crucial. As a matter of fact, everything about life and business is about people. So no matter how we feel about it, it's inevitable that we have to work with people. It's inevitable that we have to work with teams. And so today I want to share with us um, how do you build an effective team? Because next to having a clear vision, a clear mission, uh, clear goals for your business or for your career or for your life, you're definitely going to need the right people on board that believe like you do, that are passionate as you are to run with you, to rally with you, to work with you in uh, bringing these goals into fulfillment, uh, bringing this vision into its full manifestation. So Many of us as leaders and entrepreneurs, we struggle with the aspect of teams because you have a great vision, you have a great mission, you are so passionate about this thing and you just don't get it. Why is it that the other people don't seem to get it? So I think about building a team is it's, it's not obvious. It's not, um, it doesn't just happen in a vacuum. You've got to be very intentional about it. You've got to be very structured in how you bring uh, people on board. So um, using the Ghanaian context, when you think about entrepreneurship, especially for sole entrepreneurs and early startups, there's a tendency for people to uh, just uh, bring either their close friends or take on their family members. Somebody finished school, they are not working, so you just bring them in. Or your little sister, your little brother is on holiday and you know you just bring them in because it's a source of cheap labor, yes, but the reality is cheap labor is very expensive in the long run. So how do we build effective teams that can enable us accomplish our goals, fulfill our vision and the mandate that we are so passionate about? Today, I want to share with you the five C's of building an effective team. Five things that you can use to build effective teams. And when I talk about a team, I'm talking about teams at all levels. And this could be a governance team, uh, maybe for an executive board, or how do you choose directors or co-directors or co-founders, people that you want to start a business or a company with, but also uh, how do you build team in terms of employees or staff that are actually working in your business or working in your company or working with you on this particular project. It could be also um, in terms of outsourcing an advisory committee or an advisory board. How do you bring all these people on board and how do you uh, literally identify them? It could also work at a level where you're outsourcing interns and volunteers and you need people that um, uh, almost help you, are going to help you out at almost no fee, though I personally believe volunteerism is actually not free because it does cost you something. But yeah, you're looking for interns and volunteers. And so oftentimes as startups, uh, the challenge for us is, oh, I don't have the money to pay people. So you kind of check on everybody that walks through your door and says, I want to volunteer, I want to intern. It kind of sounds like music to your ears because you feel like, yeah, finally an extra person. However, not every extra person means uh, more productivity. Not every extra person means more efficiency. And that can be very frustrating for you as a leader and very frustrating for you as an entrepreneur. So the five C's on how do you build an effective team? So the first C in identifying the right people, because I believe when you get the right people in, it's easy to build a culture and then it's easy to get everyone on track. But when you get the wrong people in, it's going to take a lot of effort of you trying to shape people, get them to compromise, get them to fit into square holes when they're around and all that. So let's focus on getting the right people in, then building a strong business organizational culture is going to be way much easier. So the first C is core values. 
So when you're looking for people to bring on your team, whether governance or staff, you want to identify people that share the same values with you. When I talk about core values, um, I'm running on the assumption that you as the leader, you as the entrepreneur, you know your core values because at the end of the day, it starts with you as a leader. You need to know what is important for you as a leader and then being able to replicate that across the people that you work with. When you find people that uh, share the same values, it is so easy to build a common culture. Why? Because we value the same things. And so Oftentimes when we are recruiting, oftentimes when we are interviewing, we don't look out for values. A lot of times people are looking at academic papers and looking at competence, which is a very, very small fraction. We'll, we'll get that to that later. But the first place you need to start is what does this person value? Because if my values are contrary to what you value, we're going to struggle. No matter how competent I am, no matter how excited I am about working with you, if our values are contradicting, then definitely we're going to clash. Then definitely at some point we're going to be pulling in two different directions in terms of the culture that we want to build. So first, you as a leader, you need to know what you value as a person. And I believe that the values of the leader, the values of the entrepreneurs should be reflected in the values of the company, the values of the business, or the values of the organization. When there is a mismatch, then you're going to have a struggle building a, a strong company brand. Because at the end of the day, when you talk about culture, People do not do what you tell them. It's not the values we write on the wall. It's what people see you doing. For example, um, if my value as a leader is time management, and as a leader, say we're running a company and uh, our arrival time is 8.30, and as a rule, I'm always in office by 7.30. As a matter of fact, it's just a matter of fact, and all my employees are going to start coming in a little earlier than 8.30. Why? Because I have modeled it and emulated it for them, that after a while, it becomes culture. So that's what I'm talking about that your values need to be embedded or reflected in the values of your business and it will be so easy for you to model the culture that you want. When your personal values are divergent from the values of your business or culture, then you're going to struggle to build a strong culture, but also the people you're working with are going to struggle to adapt the culture that you all want to adapt. The second C in building an effective team is character. Closely related to core values is character or personality. Now, uh, I believe that uh, culture and the personality of the business is a reflection of the personalities of the people. Of the people. This is what I mean. Sometimes you go to a company and, and it seems like everyone in that company has the same personality. If they're happy, they're happy. If they're all gloomy sad people, yeah, it seems like right from the person at the gate or at the front desk or wherever, they're all gloomy. So... For you to find the right people, think about the kind of personality you want to build in your business or your organization and then begin to identify that personality even at the interview stage, at the selection stage. For example, if uh, we want to build a culture that is youthful and funky and excited and energetic, definitely we're looking for young people in our recruitment uh, procedure. But also, when we think about personalities, we're thinking about some wins. We're thinking about people that are full of life and energy, have a sense of humor, can crack jokes, can find fun in anything, because that's a culture we want to, to, to bring on board. So when you find people who embody that kind of personality, that kind of character, then it's going to be easy to build a strong culture and a strong brand for your business or your uh, company however that doesn't mean that everybody in your in your business is going to be the same personality you can have a diversity of personalities however you want to see a common strand yes you need that diversity to bring in the balance however if you're too diverse as a team 
then it's going to be hard to also build a common culture. So within departments, within people that work in particular centers, you want to have common personality so they can actually build a culture that eventually builds into the brand of your business or your culture. The third C is competence. Unfortunately, many people start here. However, yes, you want someone that has the core values, someone that has the personality and the character that you want. However, they also need to be competent to deliver on the job. You don't recruit people simply because they are available. You don't take on people simply because you're looking for cheap labor. Like I said, cheap labor can be very, very expensive for your business or your company. So think about people that can deliver. If you're going to work with your family members, if you're going to work with your relatives, don't recruit them because they're your relatives. Recruit them because they have what it takes to deliver on that job. So competence is very crucial. And while we talk about competence, competence is not just about academic papers. Competence goes way beyond academic papers. Competence embodies the ability of someone to deliver. Now, in my experience, I have found people who are very competent without even having the necessary academic qualification in quotes. So, and the market Plus is shifting. People, you know, I normally tell people that your qualifications will get you to the short list, to get shortlisted. However, beyond that point, now that you're shortlisted, we are looking at your ability to deliver on the job. So we're looking at experience. We're looking at expertise, you know, the know-how to. Employers are not looking for somebody to fill a position. Employers are looking for somebody that is going to increase the efficiency or the productivity of their company or their business. So find people that can get the job done. As a business owner, as a leader, don't take on volunteers if all they're doing is filling up space. Find volunteers that are adding value. So this means that before you take on people, before you take on interns, before you take on volunteers, you actually have to stop and ask what are the gaps what are the employee gaps? Where are we struggling? Where do we need someone? So that you, you're clear about the gap you're feeling. Do not just feel gaps because uh, we want to have extra people. No, no, no. Fill the gap because this person is going to add value to the company. This person is going to make our load lighter. This person is going to increase our productivity or they're going to increase our efficiency. So look at competence more in the ability of a person to deliver and not just in the academic qualifications per se because some people look awesome, even excellent on paper. But then once they get into your business, you realize you have to teach them everything from scratch. And as a business owner, as a leader, that's a lot of work, especially if you're in the early stages, you want to look for people that at least have a 50% uh, knowledge and expertise on what you're uh, asking them to do. The fourth C is connections. Now, it's awesome for you to be competent. It's awesome for you to have the right character. It's awesome for you to have the core values. However, your connections matter. Now, as a business owner, as a leader, the reason why you bring people to work with you, the reason why you bring people on board is because you expect them to work with you. You expect them to expand your scope, your reach. They expect them to introduce you to connections and networks where you've never been. So part of your recruitment, part of building an effective team is think about the diversity of the networks that your team is bringing on board. So as you're interviewing people, also be cautious to think about what other networks are they part of? What associations are they part of? Who do they know? Because there are the extension. As an effective team, uh, fundraising, marketing is not a one-man show. As a team, we must be engaged. And how do we engage? I may not go to the field to do the marketing. However, I could make a referral. I could give you a contact. I could introduce you to my networks. And that's why connections are very important. So the fourth C is to consider 
how much in terms of connections and network is a person bringing on board because that's part of their value addition in 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 more than just being able to do their job they're adding value to the to the business because they're leaving contacts they're leaving connections they're introducing you to new scope to new business to new markets so go for people that are well connected go for people that are well networked and not just any network but also think about the networks that add value to your scope of work so um, again, when you're interviewing, asking people uh, what networks are they part of, what associations are they part of, and seeing how that could add value to your business, to your leadership, or to the project that you're working on. So connections are very, very powerful. Just like they say, your net, your network is your network. So you can grow your network by growing your team and bringing on board people that have great networks. And in so doing collectively, you begin to grow the network of your business or your organization. And so the fifth the fifth C is commitment. Commitment is very crucial uh, in a in a team because uh, it's hard to get me to commit once once I'm on, on board. I need to commit way before uh, there's any incentive. And and so again, sometimes entrepreneurs ask, how do I test for commitment at the selection stage? So. I'd like to think about it this way. When someone is willing to volunteer with you and expect nothing, you know, no pay, no nothing, but they're diligent, they're there, they're excellent, they're working. And and so I normally tell people, if you can, before you take on people as full-time, give them a probation uh, period or um, ask them to volunteer or come in as part-time and give them at least three to six, okay, six months is like the maximum you can in Uganda. But give them, to okay, three months maybe to just test their feet within the business and see their commitment. You see, the interesting thing about uh, jobs uh, being from an employer perspective is the fact that everyone is awesome when they've just started working. Like they'll show up on time early, they'll be the last one to leave. It's like everything is in line. But then as time goes on, people let their guts down. And then you'll get to see the motive and the reason why they actually got on board. You'll get to know whether they're here for the money or they're here because they love what they do. And the unfortunate thing right now is that when it comes to interview, people have mastered that question. So if you're going to get people right, you've got to look beyond the basic framework of the basic questions that people normally ask. So commitment is crucial because if I don't have the commitment, when the, when the going gets tough, I'm going to jump ship. So also being able to ask, uh, maybe in someone's work experience or history, to ask, um, look at their CV and see how long have they stayed in their previous jobs. If they are jumping job every three months, every six months, that's an indicator that this is just a transition for them. It's just in a little while they'll be leaving. Once they get a bigger offer, they'll go. Contrary to someone who has probably worked in the same company for the last three years or two years or they have, they have a huge volunteer experience, it tells you something about the person. Someone who has never a, a volunteered, uh, I would be very skeptical about taking them because it, it tells me you do not have the heart to stick with anything where you don't think you're benefiting. So many people will stick to a job because it pays their bills, but that's not enough. So you need people who are committed because in any business, you're going to have high moments, you're going to have low moments, and you want to know that the people you're working with have got your back. They've got you covered. I mean, they will stick with you through the thick and thin, and that's what makes an effective team. So five things that you can use in selecting teams at any of these levels, governance or staff, advisory committees, volunteers, interns, anybody that you want to work with, consider the five Cs. And the first one is core, consider their core values, being aligned to your core values, but also the core values of your business or the project. Think about their character. Are they a character fit for the kind of personality you want to create for your business or your team? 
Three is think about their competence and thinking critically about their ability to deliver on the job. Do they have the experience? Do they have the expertise? And do they also have a teachable spirit? Because it's so hard to groom someone that thinks they have it all together. And number four, think about their connections, their networks, their associations, because that's part of the network that they're adding to your business or to your team. And number five, think about their commitment by looking at their track record. Where else have they worked? Where else have they served? And how, uh, what do their, uh, for example, former employees have to say about them? What's their volunteer experience? It will give you a window into their commitment and probably how they are going to uh, work with you and probably how they'll be able long to stay on your team. So building teams is quite um it's quite a huge task, but once we find something that works, so using the five C's, these, these are tools that I have personally used, that I have uh, shared with other entrepreneurs and other leaders, and they actually work because the most critical thing for you as a leader is to find the right people and get them on your team, and then it lessens the load. When you get the wrong people, then you're going to have to herd them like they're cows or goats constantly running after them, which is exhausting for you, but also distracts you from doing the things that are the most important for you as a leader. So the five C's in building an effective team will help you identify the right people, bring them on board at whatever level that you are working on and dealing with. So thank you so much for listening. My name is Noelin Trouble. You can follow me on social media or you can uh, send me a message. You can uh, listen to my other audios and other videos on my website, www.nobelinchirabo.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.